Hello everyone and welcome to Rosecut's April update on markets. Uh, I'm joined by Mike. How are you, Mike? I'm good. I'm intrigued by what's going on in, in markets. We have so many events around the world and as we were discussing earlier before we started this, very different reactions across markets, right? Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting to see that given everything that's going on, when I read different strategists' views and, and get a, try and get an idea of what the market's thinking and, and different investors out there, I'm struck by how sentiment is actually a little bit complacent. I would have thought that people would have been more worried by what's going on. And yet, actually, people are relatively relaxed. The equity markets, they're down a bit, but they're not down by too much. Uh, in fact, we had a bit of a, a bear market rally, as we would say, in March, which means that assuming we are in a continuing bear market, i.e. one that's going down, uh, we did see uh, a period of three or four weeks where the market managed to uh, go up and, and catch a few people out. I think it's it's odd because there's there's so much difference of opinion. You know, if I look at bond markets, government bond markets, yields have speedily pushed up to, to new uh, recent highs. Volatility in bond markets is at a high. Currency volatility is, is really picking up. The yen is very weak. The dollar is very strong. Then equity markets are, as you say, that they're maybe the odd man out because equity volatility is very low, that the VIX index is down in the low 20s, having been below that a few days ago. And what I'm watching with a slightly nervous eye is kind of forward indicators of where the pressure of higher rates may take us. So if you look at home building stocks in the States, they, they've been quite weak. And some of the, the riskier ends of bond markets are also quite weak. And that suggests that inflation and, and all this talk of higher rates is beginning to do damage to the, the real economy. The Fed might be happy with that and that it will eventually get inflation down, but that's not a that's not a great way. A recession is not a great way to cure inflation. To maybe summarize what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say, there are very different opinions being expressed in markets, some quite bearish and maybe some complacent. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's really interesting that you mentioned the Japanese currency there because we were talking uh, before we jumped on this call about what goes on in Japan. And yield curve control is still very much in play there, isn't it? It is, which means that, you know, just, just historically, the, the, the central bank try and, if I put it this way, keep a lid on the steepness and the, the level of yields. And that's quite difficult to do at a time when bond yields are rising around the world, when inflation is beginning to pick up, when you've got so many supply chain disruptions. So if you like, the, some of the pain of that is being expressed through the currency as opposed to through the, uh, the, the, the bond market. Yeah, and, and that's... A tricky situation for Japan because when your currency depreciates, it means that the cost of imports go up even more. Exactly. exactly. And Japan's quite reliant on energy as an import and yep. other commodities. Uh, so that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, I think also in that part of the world, we have news out of China where cities are going back into lockdown, which can uh, lead to knock-on effects in, in terms of supply chain disruption. You know, we've been here before. Uh, so that's one other risk to uh, be aware of. It is, you know, and I, I'm, I'm reminded of the fact that financial crises or crises as such, they obviously start kind of small and, and people like you and me kind of pour over the uh, what's happening in markets and say, well, isn't that strange? And then what seems to be strange begins to spread with, with, with contagion. So that, that's why I think we, we need to emphasize to people listening, just keep an eye on, on the currencies, keep an eye on 
the economic contagion from what's happening across China. I think there's also potential for political contagion in the sense that there is mounting anger at the way the, the lockdown is being handled. It's difficult to see a, a clear way as to how this might affect the political situation in, in China outright, as it, as it might in, say, a democratic country. But that is something to keep an eye on, and the Chinese economy itself is uh, is slowing. Yeah, political change is one of those potential knock-on effects from issues like food prices, which we flagged uh, repeatedly, I think, in December, January, and, and so on with these updates. Yeah, and we're seeing signs right in places like Sri Lanka. Uh, where it's Peru as well, yeah, exactly. So, bringing it back to the US, uh, we were talking about bond yields earlier, that's starting to have an impact on mortgage rates actually as well. So we're seeing uh, the average rate for mortgages, I think is at just below 5% now, whereas it was more of an average of about 3% in August of last year. So uh, for those that uh, don't follow this, that could have an impact on US house prices, which often sort of leads to the economy. Uh, so that's another one to keep an eye on. It is, and I mean, mortgage rates are, are, are you know, in, in recent history, they're now very high. There's been a, a wide number of surveys in the States saying that this is the, the worst time to buy a house in terms of affordability and people clamoring to buy property across the, the States. So quite a difficult time for, for home buyers. And I expect that the effect of this will be to begin to cool off the, the housing market. There's no obvious signs of that yet. I think the thing just to keep an eye on for investors is the index of home builder stocks and maybe some of the banks who tend to lend for mortgages they've been underperforming and even potentially some of the buy now pay later credit focused payment companies as well they need to be watched all of which might sound a bit doom and gloom to people listening to this so let's end it on a positive note yes yeah yeah i, I think we're well set up for all, all these risks what i mean by that is we have a a healthy amount in cash and these sort of risks can manifest themselves in equity markets falling in the short term but that's when we get a chance to use that cash to buy more equities at a cheaper level it might sound odd to people but we're kind of looking forward to a bit of volatility in markets and if there's a bit of downside that's an opportunity for us uh, to use some of that cash I think we're on we're on the right foot in the sense that there is a lot of complexity out there. Potentially, unlike other people, we, we are set up to be able to take advantage of it as opposed to being sort of pushed back by it. Exactly. So that's how we end it on a positive note. <laughs> Mike, yeah. thank you as ever.